0: Non-Monogamy Help is a podcast where your questions about open, non-monogamous or polyamorous relationships are answered. Our host, Lola Phoenix, will consult a licensed therapist with over a decade of experience to address your problems. Names and locations have been changed or censored to keep your questions anonymous. You're listening to Non-Monogamy Help, the podcast. Welcome to episode 60 of the Non-Monogamy Help podcast. I'm Lola Phoenix. Please send your questions to nonmonogamyhelp at gmail.com and they'll either be read in the podcast or the column anonymously. If you want to read the columns and listen to the podcast, you can go to nonmonogamyhelp.com. Subscribe to the newsletter by going to go.nonmonogamyhelp.com forward slash email and follow us on Twitter at nonmonogamyhelp. If you would like to be even more awesome, you can consider becoming a patron. Even $1 a month supports the daily running of the podcast and the columns, and it just shows me a general vote of support. You can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash Lola Phoenix. If you donate $5 or more a month, your name, with your permission, will be read at the end of the podcast. Let's get to this week's discussion question this is the first time you're hearing this, every week before I read the letter, I put forth a discussion question that you can use with your friends, partners, or anyone else to get to know them a little bit more. I also answer it myself briefly to give you a little bit of context. This week's discussion question is, How would you most prefer to be broken up with? And I know this sounds like a really depressing discussion question. I know that it's kind of a little bit awkward to talk about, but I do think that it's actually really, really important because I think the assumption that everyone makes is that you always want to be broken up with in person and to your face, and I think that people, because they're nervous about it, sometimes they do it in like a public place. So I do think that it's important to consider this discussion question and consider actually talking about it with your partners or metamors or anyone at, well, it could be an interesting <laughs> discussion to have with metamors, but yeah how would you prefer to be broken up with and I guess for me it really depends I have been both the dumper and the dumpy although when I was the dumper it didn't really feel like I was the dumper like it felt like the other person just basically would have stayed in the relationship no matter how bad it got um regardless, and kind of, I don't know, I felt like it, it was a bit put on my shoulders to be the dumper, so I didn't really want to be. And that happened in the midst of an argument, and at the end of an argument, and it was really shitty. But I am glad it didn't happen in public. So I think the one thing I would say is that it depends, like, I'm not gonna be mad at someone for a text message break with me if they just for whatever reason, like for their mental health, they feel like they can't break up with me in person. I definitely, definitely don't want to be broken up with in public, like, with people around me in a restaurant or something like that. Like, do not do that. I, I do not want that to happen. Like, if you really don't want to see me cry, text message a breakup for, for me, you know? I'd much rather have that than be broken up with, like, in a restaurant at the end of a meal or some terrible thing like that. Although I do understand, like, I'm not trying to shame people who do that because I can understand why they do that. It's just, like, you think that if you take someone to a restaurant, I guess it's better, and you're afraid they're going to make a scene, but yeah, I I wouldn't care. I would make a scene, and I wouldn't care, so if, if that's the goal, then don't take me in public and break up with me, because I will be upset, probably. I'd probably be upset that you brought me in public and I don't even like being in public to begin with. So like, not only have you forced me out of my comfort zone in general, and I'm around people which I don't generally like being around, but now also you're breaking up with me. Like, That is probably gonna be the thing that I really, really hate. Fun question! Sorry, this isn't a very exciting, happy question. Not that all of them are exciting and happy, but yeah. Just to repeat it, the discussion question is, how would you prefer to be dumped? And let's get to this week's letter. My boyfriend and I have been in a long-term close relationship for almost six years. Recently, he brought up the idea of wanting an open relationship. Neither of us have been with other people ever or have been in an open relationship before. We decided on this after multiple occasions where we both felt like we weren't having certain needs met. My boyfriend is a very sexual person, and I am just not as physical. We've talked about it, we want this to be temporary, whether we want this to be temporary or not, and as of right now, we want it to be temporary. After listening to many podcasts of yours, we had in-depth talks about boundaries and things we should establish for this transition. I'm open to the idea, but I don't know the best way to go about this without someone getting hurt. I am not a person who enjoys having casual sex, but I feel this may give us both chances to explore. We both do not want to break up as we love each other very much and we want to have a life together. I guess I'm just asking for some advice on how to transition and other tips that you may have with combating the fear and anxiety that goes with this transition. Before we get to this week's answer, I'm going to quickly plug the episode sponsor, BetterHelp. Quite often in a lot of my columns and podcasts, I encourage people to seek a polyamory-friendly therapist, and for a lot of people, finding that locally is pretty impossible, so BetterHelp can be a good option for finding an online therapist. It allows you to find therapists that you can send messages to any time of day, which can also be really useful. It does offer some financial aid if you can afford it, and you can also get 10% off of your first month using the promo code, NonMonogamyHelp or going to BetterHelp help.com forward slash non monogamy help so in response to your question I think that the first thing that I would do like I don't always think that opening a relationship to address unmet needs is a bad thing but I do think that sometimes people rush to that as an option before considering other options I mean you say that this is about unmet needs But it seems like it's a very one-sided, unmet need. Like, it doesn't seem like there is a need that's being unmet on your side. It seems like your boyfriend is more sexual than you, and maybe wants different types of sex, or wants sex more often than you. And so opening the relationship is the purpose of doing that. I don't think that that's necessarily a, a bad thing but the thing that worries me about this is that when you when you decide to have a non monogamous relationship temporarily or long term specifically for the purpose of addressing an issue that is going to be a a very big and valid reason for you to feel jealous and scared and and it's not to say that you can't overcome that or it's not to say that can't be addressed but when there is a specific issue where you know and it depends on how you feel you may be you know a person who's like look I'm not very sexual I do not feel emotionally bothered by the fact that you are more sexual and you can have that with somebody else but it will be a scary thing and I think that that can happen regardless of whether or not you open a relationship or a relationship begins that way a very good example of this which I've talked about in the podcast and the columns before is that I am more of an introverted person and my partner is more of an extroverted person the partner that I live with and very early on in our relationship I was very very worried about the fact that they really loved going to parties and I didn't really like it so much and I was very worried that they would find someone who would, you know, love to go to parties, and I would basically be, you know, replaced by someone who they had more fun with, and over time, like, they did kind of explain to me, like, look, you know, even if I did find a partner who was interested in parties in the same way I am, you know, you are the partner that I want to live with, you are the, you know, you have a place in my life. It's not like, you know, I'm going to switch you out or something like that. Now, obviously, that helped to reassure me, but I still had that fear. So I do think that when you do open, specifically for the purpose of addressing a need, it can kind of make you understandably feel very anxious about being replaced feel very anxious about the fact that somebody else can give your partner something that you can't i think that the very the very real reality especially in a culture where you know monogamy this kind of in a toxic monogamy, not just monogamy. But this if you've lived in the same culture as I have, and maybe you haven't, but if you have, then you have learned that one person should meet everyone's need, and that is what true love is, and that if you're truly in love with someone, then you know you never feel anything for anyone else and you this person is perfect and amazing and da da. Like you learn that stuff and you do start to believe that stuff. And for a lot of monogamous people that learning that that isn't necessarily the case, but they can still love and care about their partner, and they can still feel connected to their partner, and they they still have a strong love for their partner is really challenging. So if you literally have a need that you can't meet f- for your partner, getting to a point where you're emotionally comfortable with that can be quite difficult. So the thing that I have to wonder is, can there not be compromises made here? I'm sure that you may have already tried some stuff like that, and it's not that I necessarily think that you should have sex when you don't want to. That's not what I'm saying. But I don't know is that you need to go into a full open relationship mode, especially when it's clear that, like, it's not its not really... It's something you want to try temporarily, which means that polyamory really isn't what you want. Because if you were polyamorous, you would be looking for actual other established relationships with other people and while it's not n- not to say that all, relationship ha- all relationships have to be long-term to be successful generally speaking most people aren't like i mean a lot of people aren't necessarily wanting a relationship to have an end date basically when e- especially when like a couple more or less are going yeah when we feel tired of this we're going to end it like that's not a enticing scenario for a lot of people who are polyamorous that's not going to be a situation that they necessarily want to get involved with because they will get hurt. So, you know, I'm wondering if, and and, and since you don't necessarily enjoy having casual sex, it seems like you're really going to struggle to find any benefit in this situation for you. There isn't really a benefit for you. And the one thing that I encourage people to do, there's an article I wrote called 13 Mistakes People Make When Trying Polyamory, which I think you should check out. And the first thing that I encourage people to do is think about an anchor that will keep them sort of understanding why they're, you know, it, when they're in the difficult spots that this may bring for them, it helps them ground themselves a little bit. And what their anchor generally is is the reasons why they've chosen to do this that don't have anything to do with avoiding breaking up with their partner. And that's really, really important because understandably everyone like doesn't want to break up out of a relationship that they're in but you can't let that prevent you or lead you into doing things that you don't want to do just to avoid a breakup because that will end up hurting for a lot longer than just breaking up would and i know that that's like incredibly difficult and i don't think that the vast majority of people are going to make a clean break i think most people are going to try and save something before it ends and i get that However, there are other options that don't aren't necessarily a full open relationship. Like, is seeing a sex worker an option? Is this a situation where your partner could see a sex worker and that sex worker would be a professional? And I think that that would, I mean, depending on how you feel, but I think if you became more informed about sex work and how it worked, I think that that would be something that would be a little bit less scary for you in a way. Because the sex worker i'm not saying that people can't fall in love with sex workers and i'm not saying that it doesn't happen that a sex worker falls in love with a client or something like that i'm not saying that doesn't happen but generally speaking like it is a professional relationship and so there is less of a reason for you to worry there because they will have like if you see a sex worker that has had clients before then they will have had this experience of seeing someone and knowing that they're with someone and you know they will understand those boundaries and so that might be an option I think that there may be, I'm not sure, you know, again, I don't want you to necessarily have sex when you don't want to have sex, but there might be things that you, you know, you could work it out in some way, it just depends whether, you know, there are things to work out. I, I, I don't know the finer minute details of the sexual incompatibility, so it's hard for me to say, but I do think you should at least try to exhaust those possibilities before you completely open everything. I think that there are swinger communities that might also be something that your partner might look into. It might be a lot harder for, um, if your partner is a straight cis man, it might be harder for him to go into a swinger community and find people who are willing to swap with him. Usually it's a very couple-based thing and I don't think you would probably be comfortable in a swinger situation. You might, you could try it. It, You can kind of form a relationship with another couple and swap, but you know, uh, yeah, it, it depends. I think that, barring all that, regardless of what you choose to do, I do think that there are a couple of things here that make me worry. And the first thing is that you deciding it's definitely temporary. I think that the thing that I worry about that is that, you know, who gets to decide when it's not temporary? And, and who ge- that's the thing that you have to kind of really worry about because, you know, if he starts to fall in love with the person that he's with. And maybe he doesn't want to admit it to himself and but you can kind of see the signs and you start going well now it's ended now because I've said so and we said it would always be temporary and now it's temporary now it's ended he's not gonna want to break up with somebody that he has feelings for and understandably that person he has feelings for also is a human being who shouldn't just be discarded because you guys you know aren't working things out together so that temporariness is a little bit of a concern for me I don't know if it's realistic. There are are some people who, and this is one of the things I addressed in the article that I recommended to you, there are some people who are very self-aware and can have casual sex with people without falling in love with them, or who can experience a love for somebody and not feel like that has to mean that they have to enter a relationship with them or know themselves well enough that if they are having casual sex with somebody and they start feeling something that is a little bit more, well, I don't wanna say more, they start feeling a kind of romantic attraction that they that isn't w- allowed within those boundaries can pull themselves back before they get into a situation where they feel like they've gone too far. I don't know is that most people are that aware. And the thing is that m- the biggest mistake that a lot of people make when they when they try polyamory when they open the relationship, when they try anything, is making the rule that I won't fall in love with anyone else. And I think that that is a unrealistic rule. It's just unrealistic. You can't control that. And you can make yourself aware of how you're reacting to somebody and you can separate yourself from them so that you don't continue to have those reactions. But you can't stop yourself from falling in or out of love uh, with somebody. If you could, the world would be a lot less complicated. So I don't think it's realistic to try to agree that you won't fall in love with somebody else. You or your boyfriend. I just think that that isn't going to work. What you need to decide to do is what will happen if your boyfriend does fall in love with somebody else. Can you imagine a situation where your boyfriend has maybe one other partner that perhaps is more sexual? How would that work with the life that you have now? How would that change the life you have now? Maybe, and think about, like, the physicality of it. Like, maybe your partner is gone, your boyfriend is gone for two nights a week or on the weekends or something like that. Like, how would that change? You know, because you say you don't want to, you don't want someone to get hurt. But easily, in this scenario, the person that generally ends up being hurt is one of the, the is the person that is discarded when the couple wants to save their relationship over others. I know you don't want to break up and you want to life together, but the other people that your partner may or may not see also have rights. <laughs> they also have their own life that they want and it's important to consider that. There is a whole guide you can look up on unicorn hunting. I don't really think that that's what you're trying to do here. But it's always good to understand the way that people who are often kind of sought out in these and a little bit of these kind of scenarios, it's important to understand their perspective. And even if your boyfriend is having casual sex with somebody, that doesn't mean that they can't be hurt. Because as well, like, even if you're having casual sex with somebody, you could still be friends with that person. And a friend isn't someone that you just kind of chuck aside and never talk to again without that hurting them. So it's also important to be aware of that as well. Like, I think sometimes when people make these kind of sex-only agreements or I'm only going to sleep with these people... They often kind of forget that friendship is also a thing, <laughs> and just because, you know, you, you might still be friends with that person, and just suddenly cutting them out of your life would hurt, even if you didn't have romantic feelings for them. So yeah, those are things to think about. Just to recap all of the things I've gone through here, I think first and foremost exhaust all of the possibilities of you being able to be somewhat sexually compatible. Again, don't force yourself to have sex if you don't want to have sex, that's not what I'm saying. But depending on what kind of incompatibility you have, is there any room for, you know, some compromises to be made at some points. Just make sure you've exhausted that possibility before you necessarily jump to fully opening your relationship. Think about other ways to open, but not necessarily have a fully open relationship. So like allowing your partner to see a sex worker is one option that you can consider. Maybe going into the swinger community, again with the caveats about the swinger community that I've given. And then the other point is being realistic, both with your wanting it to be temporary and also with your... Basically, you haven't like explicitly said that you have a rule against falling in love, but it kind of seems like that's what this is, basically, because it's about casual sex and it seems like it's more about casual sex than it is about forming another relationship. But just make sure you aren't doing that without saying that, because I think that is is really an issue definitely challenge your kind of assumption within this dynamic that or at least make it very clear to any person that you or your boyfriend does get involved with that you do have a hierarchical dynamic so they know if they want to get involved in that or not and again be realistic about whether or not you may fall in love with somebody consider talking about what will happen if that does happen can you see yourself living in a situation where you don't get all of the time i mean i do think if you're agreeing to an open relationship then you are agreeing to in maybe not fully polyamory but you're still agreeing to allow well to, you're you're agreeing that neither one of you will spend all of your time together in the same way that you would monogamously like some of your time is going to go to other people so what if that di- wasn't temporary like and what if that it was somebody that he did have a love for or that you had a love for and then yeah last but not least check out the 13 mistakes people make when trying polyamory article that i wrote i think that has a lot of stuff about grounding a lot of stuff about the kind of rules that people make without realizing it sometimes realizing it when they first start polyamory and that might help you out a little bit there so i hope that helps and good luck Thank you for listening to episode 60 of the Non-Monogamy Help podcast. If you want to be awesome, you can donate to our Patreon. Donating $5 or more means your name, with your permission, will be read at the end of the podcast. This week's current patrons are Laura Boylan, Chris Albury-Jones, Duke, and James Wartell. If for whatever reason you can't become a patron, because, hey, life happens, if you can take five minutes to log into iTunes, find the podcast, rate, and review it, that would be amazing. It helps me get the podcast out there to new people. If you don't want to write a review, just a rating is fine. That's absolutely great. If you have five minutes to spare, please do that. And that's all for this week. You will get a new column next Friday. Actually, you won't. You might wait. Episode 60 is the end of a season. So yeah, it's the end of this season. Woo! I think it's the seventh season, I think. I might be wrong. Anyway, it's the end of a season, so we're going to take a break. So you won't get a new podcast in a fortnight. um, But you will get a new podcast in three weeks instead of a fortnight look you will get a new one at some point i promise just not in a fortnight okay all right thank you so much for listening you've been listening to non-monogamy help our podcast music has been provided by chris albury jones at albury jones.com and the art was made by dom Young at d-o-m-d-u-o-n-g.com thank you for listening